I hope I said her last name properly because I didn't ask her how to pronounce it. And everyone that knows Sandra knows that I'm no good at names. We are going to chat about all things healing around art. And for me, this is something that is really special because up until probably 12 months ago, I didn't want to know anything about the arty-farty people out there because it was something that I was afraid of. It was something that I wouldn't step into. And um, most of you that follow us through The Powerful You know that now with Rebecca that we're now doing some artwork and all sorts of different things and to be able to heal through art and to know what it can do for you, take away that you can't do it, take away all the doubts around it and just open your mind up to how art can help you, whether you can draw or you can't draw. It's irrelevant. It's it's a process and going through that process. And, you know, Jane is a mother of two. She's been married for 31 years. She's a, she's, she's a grandmother and, more importantly, one amazing soul that has a really, really amazing gift to share, just not with herself her viewers but my viewers and the world. So let's bring Jane on and let's have a chat as I bring her up. Welcome, Jane. You should be on soon. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you for, for agreeing to be on the show tonight. Um, it's really awesome to have you here. I'm looking forward to our chat. I know we've got questions to ask that I'm going to ask you, and um, but I'm pretty sure the show is going to go wherever because, like me, you're, you're very much in tune with the universe and spirit and just go with the flow. Exactly, yeah. So there's one thing I'm going to ask you that I didn't tell you about. What's your favourite song? Oh, that's very interesting. I don't think I actually have a favourite song because I don't very often listen to music. Which well, who's your favourite <laughs> artist? Um, painter or singing artist? Doesn't have, matter. I don't actually have a favourite artist. I don't have a favourite singer. Um, I don't have a favourite movie. I'm very boring in that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say boring. So you like all, all, all types of music, all types of art? Yeah, I do. Um, I, As I said, I don't listen to a lot of music. Um, I find that because I'm an empath, I tune in too much. I pick up the, all the emotions that come through in the music, the emotions of the singer, the emotions of the writer. It's probably the same with art as well. I don't... Um, I don't co collect a lot of art. I'm not really into other people's art as such. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a great answer because, you know, I'm sure there's others out there that are watching us that if I ask the same question to would go, oh, I don't know. And it's really nice to hear that from somebody that does, that does do art, that they don't collect other people's art and why you don't do that, being an empath and... It's, it's, a, it's a subject that a lot of people don't talk about, that when you feel into something, I, and it's actually it's, a, it was, it's interesting because I'd never thought about it through music or through art. I only ever thought about em, empathic through meeting people and feeling their, their, um, their emotions. So I've learnt something already straight off the bat. <laughs> I will say, because I can see one of Francie Griffin's pieces there, 
I do have some of her art. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Francie's a Francie's a, a big. I'm a big fan of Francie's, and the reason I buy Francie's, and probably for yourself, is that um, it's more that it's personal. Yeah, and it's it's um, their guides behind us. Um, this magnificent one over here, um, the the yellow one, he uh, is one of the twelve that is behind a council of twelve that's behind our business. And I've got probably I think there's I've got about ten pieces of Francie's art between myself and Rebecca. So we yeah. collect Francie's art to get our messages and and to intuitively know what we're doing and who we're being guided from. So, And I'm pretty sure that's what you do with Francie's art as well. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So um, you've just recently become a grandmother? Yes. <laughs> and what's that like for you? Um, well, I haven't had much grandma time, only a little bit over Christmas, but... Um, We'll be catching up again this weekend. So he's uh, he's grown quite a lot. Four months old next weekend. So that'll be uh, nice. Awesome. Nice to catch up again. <laughs> so what I'm going and, and um, you live on a farm, is that correct? Yes, a sugarcane farm at Bundaberg. That's just up the road. Yeah, not far. <laughs> so for those that don't know, um, J uh, Jane is an artist, and I met Jane uh, probably. Oh, I think could be four years ago yeah. um, at, a, at, a, at an expo and I was drawn to one of your pieces and I bought that and then the next expo I went to, you were there and I bought another piece. <laughs> so I think I bought a Hathor painting and I bought a Bassett scarf and I, and I use it in many, many aspects of our, of, of, of our work. So you not only paint, you put your, your work onto different, um, many different mediums onto um, scarves and um, I'm not quite sure what else you put it on, but I know you do you do put it onto other things through through Red Bubble. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I realised that a lot of people don't have room to hang a piece of artwork, so it's nice to have the energy that comes through my art on a scarf or a mug and I'm doing the water bottles as well at the moment. So, awesome. so the energy is infused into the water or um, if you're wearing a scarf, you're getting it directly. So, yeah. Awesome. So having said that, I'm going to ask you your first question, the first question I have for you. I hope you're ready for it. Have you always been an artist? No, I haven't. I, um, as a young child, I was very creative and arty and in fact I actually won an, an art award at the age of three um, but I was brought up in a very academic family and even though I studied art at school and did well I hated it <laughs> I, I hated doing art on demand like you know 10 paintings by the end of the week or 10 drawings on such and such a subject I absolutely hated that and um, even though I actually wanted to do something creative when I left school, because I hated art, I didn't know what to do. And um, my parents weren't really supportive of me becoming an artist or anything to do with it. Well, I actually wanted to be a dancer. But that didn't happen either. <laughs> I didn't go to uni. Um, and I was actually... I was actually set to go for my final interview for the Air Force, but I met my husband. No. 
we were we were only 17 but i decided that um i was staying in town so so that that didn't happen either so i i worked various jobs various um academic type jobs i worked in engineering office well, i actually worked three jobs at the same time two shops and an engineering office yeah, we've got something in common because um, I was going to. I wanted to join the the, the navy. Uh, okay. And I met my I met my ex husband, <laughs> and decided that wasn't going to happen either. <laughs> so, so there's a um, didn't know that about you. So yeah. so there you go. Um, and there it, it's and I was only I was only seventeen myself. So there you go. I met him on a blind date. So that was just, you know, that's a whole nother story. But um, the people can hear more about your story in your recent chapter in Change. You're one of the, the first, you were one of the first 20 to be in, um, to be a transformational change maker and share your story. Yeah. And people can, can, um, can find more about you and your story in, in in that um, in volume one so and um, it was through seeing you share your story that encouraged me to share mine oh that's good so I'm glad you um, did I'm looking forward to reading it so that's what encouraged me and I'm like hmm. I saw I saw something come through your feed and I saw that you had written this chapter and I'm like oh yeah I know Jane I think I might just download that that Kindle book and um, I went, mm, I think I can do that. So, yeah, I, th I, I just wanted to share that with you because I didn't share that before we started. Um, it was because you stepped up and, and shared your journey that I thought, well, I can actually step up and share mine. That's really good to hear because I, I only really understood last year the importance of sharing your story. It was it was through um, my feature in the Y magazine that started that. I really, I really didn't understand how important it is to share yeah. your story and um, and 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 I'll not, not I won't I'm not going to use the word awaken, but encourage and and empower other women to step up and share and, and share their story as well. And and that's what you did for me by seeing and reading your story. Um, connected me with Emma and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And even though it took me months to ride it, <laughs> so, uh, I still I did it. So, um, but, yeah, so thank you very much for being one of the first in Changemakers to step up and, and share your story about from um, a little bit. And I know it's only a small part of your story as we all have got a large story. It's just a small part of how you became an artist and, 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 and stuff like that, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. So so I thank you for, for, for doing that and I encourage others to get volume one. Even though I'm in volume two, but get volume one and read, <laughs> um, read Jane's um, story because it's not so much about us as individuals, it's about encouraging everybody to hear and, and, and be empowered by as many women as they possibly can to step up and, 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 and be themselves. So, so I want to thank you for being one of the first. Thank you. <laughs> so then what, made, what drew you to, to, being a, um, to being in the arts and why? Okay, well, when I was 18... I contracted Ross River fever. 
I was bedridden for six months. Um, following that, I developed depression and anxiety and uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. And in the same year, I was also diagnosed with arthritis and fibromyalgia. So it was the beginning of a, a long healing journey. And I was determined that I wasn't going to use any medication. Although the doctors had told me that I'd be on medication for the rest of my life. I'd watched my mother become addicted to um, antidepressants and saw how hard it was for her to come off them. So I started looking at alternative healing methods. Um, but it was really another 10 years probably before I actually managed to start healing properly. I, I would say I was, I was chronically ill for about 13 years. And then um, it was discovered that I had a food and, and chemical intolerance syndrome. And I had to stay isolated for about a year. So this was, this was in 1986. And during that period of time, not being able to go anywhere because I wasn't allowed to come into town because I was allergic to car fumes and, and perfumes and everything. So I stayed home on the farm and almost did nothing to start with because I didn't have the, uh, I didn't have the strength, I didn't have the energy. So I learned to sit and be quiet. And I would sit outside on the grass and watch the bees collecting pollen from the from the flowers. Um, I'd watch ants, <laughs> and I started noticing nature. So eventually, when I was start when I was healed enough um, from staying away from the things that that, that um, I was allergic to. I started playing with pencils and just drawing and colouring in and that sort of thing. Because at school I had been a graphite artist. Um, that was what I did. That was my favourite thing to do. So I got back into doing that. But I never considered myself an artist and I didn't really take it seriously. But the further I got into my healing journey, um, the more I found that the creative side of things really helped me to relax because I'm, I'm, I'm such, such a ball of <laughs> energy and I never could relax but I found that that the drawing and writing and that sort of thing you tune out of everything else. Um, once my body healed I then started looking at um, healing my mind because I grew up in, a, in an abusive uh, childhood um, and I had to heal myself from the depression and anxiety and because I couldn't go into town to counsellors and that sort of thing, I had to figure it out for myself. So books and reading, I discovered, um, or actually I, I decided I was going to, uh, to study astrology first. So wow. I, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I did 
I did a diploma course in astrology, but I didn't finish it because I had a relapse and I, I was too sick to the final exam. I had, would have had to travel to Sydney and I was too sick to do that. So I just let that go. Um, and then I looked at things like I did the I did a diploma in bark flower um, essences. I did a diploma in yoga teaching. Um, I did a diploma in journal therapy, which was really, really eye-opening and really, really helpful. Um, by this time, I was married and had my daughter. And she was one of the fabulous, really, that, that made me realise that I had to keep on going and keep on working on healing myself because the, when she was born I couldn't relate to her it was like I know this person and I don't like her I, it was like an instant you know when you bump into somebody and you think I know that person I know that person I've met them somewhere before it was just like that yep. when she was born I, 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 I can totally relate totally relate to that, um, Jane. Yeah, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, so I um I eventually managed to start going into town and, and going to a counsellor to work on my relationship with my daughter. That's what it was that's what started it. And because I couldn't afford to keep going, I became my own counsellor. So, As we do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was taking notice of the sorts of questions that she would ask me uh, about my childhood and about my past and that kind of thing and, and taking note of what was coming up and I started writing my own questions and answering them. So I'd started to meditate as well during that period of time. So I, I would sort of do it in a meditative state, write my questions and then answer them. Sometimes I'd write my questions with my dominant hand and write my answers with my non-dominant hand. And I eventually, um, I eventually realised that I didn't know who I was anymore. I'd forgotten who I was. So journaling was the first part of my creative journey. I just started writing everything I could remember about my childhood, everything I could remember about my past. And because I'd started um, being able to travel again, I began teaching a scrapbooking class in town, the local store. And while doing that and talking to the ladies there, I realised that it was a common thing that a lot of women as they got older, just forgot who they were. You, you're so wrapped up in being a mother and being a wife and being a, a whatever your job is that you forget who you are deep down inside. And I'm, I, I'm, I, I totally agree with you there because for me, that's something that I got to, I, I was 49 and I looked in the mirror one day and just went, who the hell are you? This I didn't sign up for this life. And um, there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more of more of who I am because you become everything everybody else wants you to be 
Uh, and especially if you've been in a, in a childhood where you've had to protect yourself from that because you become what you think others want you to be to stay safe and to go into that survival mode of um, if I'm this, I'm going to be okay, but if I'm me, I'm not. So you, you become what you think others want you to be as a protection mode and it, be, it, be, it becomes something that just not in our childhood then we take into our our um, adolescent and then into all walks of life and every time we we um, we meet someone we think oh they want me to be this so uh, you become that you, you're very frightened and you become very um, um, intimidated to be yourself it's probably not the right mm-hmm. word but it's just like I ain't going to show you who I am because you may not like me yeah exactly <laughs> and I realized my husband didn't even really know who I was but that interestingly one of the um, one of the best exercises I ever did that made me realise that I'd forgotten who I was. I just found it in I can't even remember what the book was, but I adapted it, and it's in my book that I wrote, the me book, which is basically um, a collection of all the question and question sheets that I wrote for myself throughout my healing. Um, you were to sit for ten minutes a day and just tear pictures out of magazines randomly, not even thinking about it, but things that, you know, it might have been the colour that attracted you or the shape of something or um, whatever it was, you weren't allowed to think about what it was until the end of a month. And then you'd sit down with all the pieces of paper that you'd torn out, tick them into a book, and then have a look at them and see what it was that attracted you to them. And then compare what you see to everything you surrounded yourself with. And I found all my pictures were full of colour and life and, and gardens and flowers and there was nothing of that around me. And then I suddenly realised that everything I surrounded myself with was what my parents liked. Not, the, not what I liked. So that was a big eye-opener for me. So I gradually started changing things like painting a wall here and there or um, changing a cushion cover to something bright until I'd gradually surrounded myself with things that were me. And I realised how much that changed how I felt about things, changed the energy around me and made me feel like me again yeah and that's and I think that's really important because we do do that we do um necessarily not bring our, ourselves and ourselves is actually in not just us but it's in our surroundings and you know um we can take on things like oh that's what mum mum liked and that's what she told me was good and that's the color that we're going to have and and yeah I know for myself my mum doesn't like bright colors uh, and so I never wore bright colours. And if she sees sees me in bright colours, if I try something, I'll say, what do you think? And she'll go, no, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Um, and I, I know now I stopped myself from doing that, but it was really much, it was what she liked and the colours that she liked. And because we were still on some conscious level trying to connect and find that connection that if I do this, I'm part of them or they're going to love me. And, and there's a whole lot of on a subconscious level that goes through to our outer world around what, our, what we do that actually incorporates our parents. 
that we're aware of. Yeah. Awesome. So how did you, I think we've touched on this a little bit. So how did you use creative arts to heal yourself and others? Okay. I, a little bit further along in my journey, I became a Reiki healer. Um, as, I like that. <laughs> as a child, I was able, I knew I was able to heal with my hands, but come, growing up in an academic and also religious family, I never talked about it. <laughs> and so that was something that I sort of shoved away. But during the healing of my relationship with my daughter, I had a few uh, past life experiences. And it was while I was studying past life therapy that I learned about Reiki and how, um, how Reiki was a, an energy healing using the hands. And I thought, ah, I can already do that. I remember it started coming back to me. And so I studied Reiki, eventually became a, a Reiki master, healer and teacher. And I decided one day that I wanted to, because I, I often talk to my clients about the chakra system, and I decided I wanted to create something that could give them a visual so I created a set of chakra cards. So I created mandalas for each of the seven major chakras. Actually, I did 12 chakras. And a little book that came with them. <laughs> and um, then I did a set of colour wheel cards as well because um, I studied the healing power of colour as well. And I started selling uh, individual chakra cards uh, as artworks and people started coming to tell me that they could actually feel energy emanating from them and um, and asked me to actually create bigger ones so I did that for a little while and then I started having dreams and I, I'm a person who never remembered dreams as a as a young adult because as a child, I used to have prophetic dreams and I had asked for my dreams to be. I still want to deal with that. So <laughs> I didn't um, I didn't remember dreams. And I started having these dreams telling me that I had to create more mandalas. And I was instructed first to create 12 uh, mandalas representing 12 archangels. And when I finished those, I had to do 12 masters. And then I had to do 12 um, from the 72 names of God, which I had never heard of. So I had to do a bit of research into that. And um, they ended up coming together into my Mandala Oracle, which I self-published, but it led me um, to my work as a a, uh, an illustrator for Blue Angel Publishing. Um, I'm so pleased you mentioned that because um, a lot of people won't know some of the work and that you do, that you are in the background. They'll only know the the, the name on the front of who who who's designed it. And um, I know we I've spoken to you about doing some work for Rebecca and I as 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 we move forward and how important it is to um, to actually acknowledge the artist behind the work. Oh, um, 
and it's 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 really important and I, and I'm I'm just so pleased that you you mentioned Blue Angel and and, and because you know, you you've, you've brought to life some amazing work for 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 some amazing oracle decks and um, you deserve every recognition that you get because it's that energy that sits behind it in your artwork as well as the in the intention of the person that's um, channeled it as well. Yeah, well, that's right. I think um, well, with my set, the artwork came first and then we had to channel through the readings um, following that. And I, I'm, I think some sometimes that's the way that they, the... the um, the authors work through Blue Angel too. Sometimes I, they tell me what they want. I create the the image, and then they'll channel the the messages through afterwards. That's what you'll be getting from us. <laughs> <laughs> the the messages will become will, will, will come after. Rebecca's already started playing with some stuff today. Actually, it's quite funny that we're having a chat tonight, and she's uh, she's afternoon. She's sitting down there, and she I said, "What are you doing?" She said, just playing with some stuff for our new deck that's going to come out. And I went, oh, okay, it was interesting today of all days. Oh, that'd be exciting. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, so she's um, she's just been playing. She, she, she's been playing around with that, and with your with the with the mandalas and the art and everything. I know that you've, you then went into you. You used to do a lot of it. I don't know whether you still do, but you did a lot of Egyptian stuff. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a series of Egyptian. Um, paintings they the goddess Isis was very powerful um for me in um I guess she's she guided me quite strongly through the healing process with my daughter um it seems that we my daughter and I had a few Egyptian past lives together and that's what I was going to ask you when you're talking about your past life, um, and because I mean I've done I've done a few past I've many past lives myself. I was going to ask you if when you went back and you discovered those past lives, did you have the same issues that you had today, or were they reversed? Or well, I can tell you the one that I the one that was the most healing for my daughter and I. Um, she was she was about ten years old. Um, by the time this one came up and we were still struggling to get on with each other, um, she she was always the most powerful of the two of us. She's very much the mother figure and she'd make me feel like I was this big, like a, a young child, and the way she spoke to me. From the age of about, well, nine months she started talking and and. Right from that time, it, it was like she was the adult and I was the child. So it was really difficult to um, to bond, I guess. And one day I was just at my wits end and it was nearly time to pick her up from school and I was dreading it. And I sat down on the sofa and closed my eyes and just said, please show me what I can do to to heal this and I was instantly in Egypt I was a very small child and my daughter was my older sister and she was probably 20 years older than me and she was the head of the household she was also head of the town or the um, village or the wherever it was so she was a very powerful woman and our parents were gone 
and she was supposed to be bringing me up. She was supposed to be looking after me, but she didn't have time for me. She pushed me out of the way, <laughs> which is exactly how she treated me in this lifetime. <laughs> and I sort of used the same process that I did when I was writing my me book with the questions and answers. I'd, I'd sort of relax and ask the questions and see what came up and then write it down and then go back again. So I asked, okay, what do I need to, why do I need to work with this? What do I need to do? And the answer came that I needed to tell her how I was feeling. So I sort of went back into that meditation and said to her, look, I'm only little, you're supposed to be looking after me and you don't have time for me and you treat me like, like you don't Shit. care <laughs> and all this sort of thing. <laughs> and it, it was really strange. She just looked at me and said, I'm really sorry. I hadn't realised you felt like that. I hadn't really noticed that I was doing that and I'll try harder. And that was as simple as that. And... Um, I came out of the meditation, picked up my daughter from school and on the way home I just had this thought, I thought I need to talk to her about it somehow but I thought I can't just tell my 10-year-old daughter that we were sisters in a past life, <laughs> although she probably would have understood. <laughs> um, so I, I said to her that I'd, I'd be making up a story and I wanted some help with the words. <laughs> so I said... Just imagine you were my older sister and uh, you were supposed to be looking after me and I said to you this, what would you say to me? And she said, word for word, exactly what I what had come through in my meditation. And it, literally from that time onwards, we've been best friends. It changed things just like that. And, and, and it can because... Um, what happens with past life work, a lot of people think you go back to find out who you are because they're all interested in whatever. But the, 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 for me, uh, the fundamental of going back into a past life is to heal the present. Yeah. And when you can go back and you can heal it in that past life, which then will bring it forward into the, into the present. And, um, I mean, I used to do past life work. I used to take people back into their past lives. I don't do that type of work anymore. But the reason I did it, I wouldn't do it for someone. So I want to know who I was and what I did. I go, no, only if you want to heal it. Yeah. And yeah. you'll find what, what, what I found was that it just, we would go through many past lives to get to the seed of it. Exactly. And so you were very lucky to get straight to Egypt and, um, Part of our work, my work and Rebecca's work that we've done, we've done a lot of work with Egyptian lifetimes because I believe it's the seed of all our problems in this life. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I'd, um, I'd gone through many past lives before that. I, I mean, I trained in past life therapy as well. So I'd taken lots of people back and um, I don't do it anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> But it's hard work. <laughs> it is hard work. It is very hard work. Um, but it's interesting because um, before I had my first past life memory, I really didn't believe in it. And my son, I wish I had 
understood it because my son always used to say, Mom, I remember the mother I had before. And she had dark hair and she didn't drive a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that, that, that is funny. So what made you realise um, that you wanted to, to um, realise the healing potential? Well, because of the, the feedback I was getting from the mandalas and um, people feeling the energy actually coming from my artwork, I... I wanted to start doing something different. I was enjoying making the mandalas, but I wanted to learn to paint. And I hadn't done any any serious painting since high school. And I didn't believe that I was an artist. Um, I didn't believe that I had any imagination for a start. So you can't, in my eyes, you can't be an artist if you have no imagination. and. The drawings I used to do were literally just copies, you know, copying photographs and that sort of thing. And to me, that wasn't art. So I went and had some art lessons, in, uh, some lessons in intuitive art. And I literally spent the first three lessons in tears because it was so hard to let go of that perfectionism. Like all my mandalas are created... Um, from because I was a photographer as well. I've been many, many, many things. <laughs> <laughs> so my mandalas and all the work that I do for Blue Angel, well, not all of it, but most of it is is created from my photography. So it's cut and pasted and measured, and um, it it's it's com um, created on the computer, but not by the computer. I do all do it all by hand, um, and so I thought, well. That's mathematical. It's not imagination. <laughs> and I thought it was impossible. I thought there's no way I can let go and and do this intuitive painting. But I did um, 12 lessons and learned to let go of having to have everything perfect. And once I stopped the lessons, I started developing my own style and realised that I could incorporate the symbols into the work. I could also go back to doing the detail that I liked while still um, painting intuitively. And I began to realise that people were feeling the same energy through my paintings as they did through my mandalas. So I realised that my own personal artwork could heal the same way that my mandalas did. And I also realised that by doing the art myself, I was continuing, continuing to heal myself through the energy and also through the practice. Because most of my art... No, no, keep going. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jane. Keep going. That's right. I was just going to say most of the artwork that I create to sell, I guess, is what I call clean art. It doesn't have any of my emotion or any of my thoughts in it 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 comes through me so the energy comes through me and and the colors are intuitive and that sort of thing but then the art that i create for myself in my journal or on small pieces is is my therapy so it's interesting i've never i've never heard it my cat's trying to get in the front door <laughs> <laughs> i can hear it <laughs> i'm rebecca 
I'll just let her in before she wrecks the <laughs> front door. <laughs> She's right up the top. Something must have been chasing her. She's called She's called Bassett, named after Goddess Bassett. Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> she's, um, yeah, she just, and she is totally a Bassett. <laughs> so, um, the clean art, I've never heard it used that way and I think it's 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 like a clear channel basically yeah. it's purely channeled and you're exactly. uh, I guess for people that are watching and wondering what does that mean um the way that I think I can explain it to my viewers is that your your, your ego your your old your physical self is not there when you're doing the art yeah yeah it's like and and I guess that's what Francie does when she brings in our our spirit guides and that's why I like her work because she's a pure channel of, of what, what comes through. Yeah. And when, when somebody can do that and bring that through specifically for, for, um, for clients or, or, or to when they're selling their art, it's, it, it reaches more people and it does more because there's, not, there's as you said, being an, em, an empath, you're not feeling um, somebody else's energy in that. Mm. That's right. I, when I first started painting, I was bringing through, um, I suppose I was, I was bringing through guides and spirit guides and that sort of thing. And um, I found that quite tiring and exhausting because being an empath, I was picking up on their stuff yes. as well. Whereas what I do now is there's nothing. I don't think or feel anything when I'm painting, even though um, sometimes, for instance, um, when I'm painting a, a portrait, well, like like this one, I do use a model for as my muse. This is my daughter when she was eighteen, um, but it's 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 interesting. I I, I kind of I start I start painting and I don't really know what it's going to look like when I finished even if even if I'm using a person as a model sometimes the background the background has many many layers in it before I even think about the face that's going to go on it and sometimes um, it, it's different every time yeah, and because that's, and I guess that's where you let go of the perfection. Yeah. So I, to, I and, to. and to let go of the perfection to go from like mandalas, which are very detailed, mm. to, and like you said, with um, uh, mathematical, mathematical, um, with, you know, um, whether it's the, the Vesica Pisces or it's the Flower of Life or whether it's Metatron's Cube and stuff like that, they've all got mathematical things that go with it to be perfect and um, we if and if they're not perfect we feel that the energy isn't isn't in there and to do that to to to, be, to do that work and then to go to free flowing stuff and let go of that perfection I, I I could I can actually feel and see how hard that would have been for you to have something that was so perfect because when we do free flow art and I'm not an artist by a long shot, but 
when we let go of the perfect perfection, sometimes less is more. Yeah. Or less is um, more is less. More I should is say. Less or less is both ways. Yeah. <laughs> both ways, either way. <laughs> and um, that's 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 interesting to hear you say that because so many people do the mathematical stuff and to, to be able to, to come out of your mind and 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 do both. Yeah. That's that's an awesome skill to have. And you know what? I've actually become quite lazy with my with my art. Well, I shouldn't say lazy and I probably shouldn't give away secrets, but <laughs> I will still create mandalas on the computer, print them up, and quite often they're collaged into the background of my work because it's too hard to paint them. And paint it over. <laughs> that's that but that's that's a sign of the times. That's not that's not that's not laziness, that's that's using the tools that we have from as an artist, whether it's graphic art or whether it's painting. That's well, that's, that's smart. That's I, I see that as being 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 very very smart. That 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 is put 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 behind and then on top because it's using it's 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 about the energy and what you can give to yeah. give to that yeah. person and exactly. what they need. I think I think that's that's gold. I like that. It's not giving any secrets <laughs> away. That's just that's just being open, honest, and um, and raw and vulnerable. I think that's that's um, that's that's great. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so can you how a pe- can you explain how a piece of art can have a healing effect? Okay. So as well as the healing energy that comes through me uh, as a channel of energy and it comes through onto my through my artwork as well the colors that are used have healing um effects because everything of course is vibration and color is is a vibration so everything is a vibration so the colors the symbols um any words or prayers that are written underneath the surface as well um, some of my artwork actually has quartz crystal infused in it and healing essences. I have a friend who creates essences and um, that is often infused into the paintings as well. I use it instead of the water. So there's a lot that goes into some of these paintings. I, I could imagine that. And you just saying that, it's, just, it's, it's actually surprising because Rebecca was playing around with some resin. She's playing around with resin art at the moment. And um, this afternoon she was, she, she was playing around with it. And we've got all our, as you know, we, we have our own essences that we, we use and we've created and um, birthed over the last um, two and a half years. And she's like, oh, I can put that in there and I can put this crystal. And I found I have had crystal powder uh, locked away in the cupboard for like four years and I'm like oh we could use some of this and you could do this and she's just like oh I could and it's it, it's a vibration it's just like all of a sudden it just went bang because yeah, yeah. it's about, not so much about the um what's on there it's what's in it yeah and yeah. and yeah, she'll be she, she's she's sitting in the lounge room watching this thinking oh no 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 she'll be going yes I'm on the right track <laughs> <laughs> and her, art, her, her art's very different. <laughs> and then you, your subject matter, of course, has a healing effect too. Um, and and it's a proven fact that looking at something beautiful raises your vibration. Um, 
many, many ways that art can heal. So are you, are you a believer in dark and light colours or do you just go with whatever comes through? Whatever comes through, um, mo you'll mostly find that there's no murky colours in my work. <laughs> it's, my colours are usually fairly pure unless they're in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's murky colours come through in my journal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my colours are usually clean, clean and clear. There's, um, there is shadow because there's, there's always shadow. <laughs> oh, we've all got shadow no matter how, yeah. how high or whatever we think we are. There's always many, and I'm not going to use the onion layer, I'm going to say there's many lotus petals to open up within us. Yeah. And, um, rather than the onion because onions smell and lotus flowers smell really really nicely and the the lotus flower actually comes up out of the mud out, out of the mud into the light that's why i like to use the, the the lotus a little bit like we do as human beings we come out of the darkness of the womb and we travel down the the, the path to be born out into the light so we we're all born from darkness because exactly. I don't think there's any light oh no there's no light inside my womb I don't know there's no light switch <laughs> So we're all we're all born from the dark, and we all come out into the light. <laughs> it's as simple as it was simple as that. You used do you teach you teach art classes too, don't you? Yeah, or? I do. Yeah, I decided that um, I wanted to teach other people um, that art doesn't have to follow. You know, there's no rules. Because so many people think they can't paint, like I did. And I, I did these intuitive art classes and then I thought I need to teach other people that there's no rules. So I, I mean, I'll have a subject that we're going to paint and I'll give people techniques to use, but the colours and everything like that, it's all up to them. And they create some amazing pieces. Usually so I've seen some of the pieces your 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 students um, create through you on your page. Yeah, it's uh, I, I always choose a subject that that has a message. For instance, um, uh, the feathers is one of one of my favourites because feathers are uh, you know they carry messages and prayers. And then we just did what did we do last weekend? So long ago, I can't remember. <laughs> um, oh, we did the hamster. The the yeah. The hand, and we've we've done the Buddha, um, so many different things, and they're just amazing. Now, in your chapter that you wrote for Change Makers, there was um, your mother-in-law has been a big influence on on giving you confidence. Yeah, is that correct? Did I ring that? See, I did read your chapter. You did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, she's been she's been very supportive and and. So it's support from a, a place that I didn't really expect it. Um, my my mum's always been supportive, um, but she's she's not very demonstrative, and I mean she's always there. And but my mother-in-law surprised me in that she's helped me out with um, well financially as well. She helped. Um, pay to renovate the shed so that we could use it for workshops and um, yoga studio and that sort of thing so it's been amazing yeah she's she she believes in me <laughs> yeah but so does your amazing husband too Livio you gave him a bit of a wrap in your in your chapter yeah. as well <laughs> 
Well, he's not very demonstrative, but he's always been there. He's always there. So he's 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 been like my rock. So he um he keeps me grounded, and he's he supports me by being there. So how do um like you've got this big spiritual background? I know you're a very grounded person because you know like you you've got a farm and you get out there drive tractors and you do all all sorts of things and you've got your little your little dog your little fur your fur baby and I can't remember his name but I know I do know you have one so I did my research <laughs> and um so how do you like with your your children your family um don't think I don't know whether you got any brothers or sisters. But how do you, with your spiritual um, beliefs and that, is there any, for those people that are out there that want to do art and want to bring their spiritual um, energy into their art, have you found it hard with others within your inner circle or family circle of um, of believing in you and, and, and what you do? Very, very much so. Um, particularly my father. He, he's really not interested in anything that I do that's arty and arty-farty. <laughs> um, that's what I used to call it. I, used to, I remember going to a networking thing and I said, all you arty-farty people, I'll just sit down the end of the room because I'm not into it. <laughs> well, my kids are amazing because they, I mean, they grew up with me and Livio, so... Um, and they're both very spiritual, both very connected to the universe and to the earth. Um, my mum was uh, was a um, a teacher of comparative religion, and so for a long time it was hard to talk to her about my beliefs. Um, I didn't agree with half of what I was taught at Sunday school and religious instruction and that sort of thing growing up. So I didn't didn't discuss spirituality really. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, I think um, it's something that was there right from the start because as a child, I, I know before the age of seven, because I know it was before I was seven because we came to Australia when I was seven and I was most definitely in England at the time. I used to lie awake at night um, trying to figure out um, what my purpose was, what I was here to do. And um, I, I, I actually remember, remember forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because now looking back, I remember um, when I was very young and thinking, okay, I'm here because I've got to figure out the, the um, purpose of life and then teach other people how to find it. And yeah. then I remember as I got to about seven and just before we moved to Australia, I remember lying awake thinking, I can't remember. I can't remember why I'm here. And wow, that's such an early age. Yeah, starting, and I used to panic. I used to think, you know, because my grandmother died um, when I was about, when I was six, and I remember thinking, you know, I've only got that many years to figure it out. How am I going to do it? 
But then, wise, wise soul on young on young shoulders. <laughs> but then, um, growing up with with all the family issues and um, all the health issues, and went through a lot of bullying and all that kind of thing. I absolutely forgot all about it until my kids started growing up. So, so Jane, but women that have um, gone through or are still going through that their childhood and still dealing with their childhood issues and trying to to find themselves, what would be the one thing, one bit of it, one one tip or one bit of advice or maybe there's a few that you could give that you would give them where to start um the most important thing for me was finding what made me happy and it wasn't about looking back it was about finding the happiness inside me now because i remember at the age of 40 i couldn't tell you what happiness was. I didn't know what it felt like. Um, and it was, it was about being still and noticing what made me feel lighter and what made me feel heavier. Yeah. And how, um, how important is it for you to, to be in your own to stand in the truth of who you are. I call that to be in your own power, to be empowered and to stand in the truth and not worry about what anybody else thinks. I know, I know it's a daily challenge for most of us because even though when we can step into it, we still got to deal with the outside stuff that that happens and the 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 um the the emotions that come up, the little thoughts in our head, oh what if I've got to do this? Oh what if I'm not good enough? What so how important is that for you to keep all that out? And, and, and get on and do your mission that you've come here to do. Very important. And it's taken me a long time to learn the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> Last year was a big year for me in, in actually learning that. Um, yeah, it's very important. But I think um, I think I I like to spend long periods of time on my own in <laughs> and oh, that's okay it helps well for me it helps me come back to who I am because sometimes you find when you're amongst other people particularly if you're an empath and an empath for those that don't understand um, an empath can actually well there's lots of different types of empaths but basically an empath takes on or feels what other people are feeling. It's different from empathy where you can put yourself in somebody else's shoes and imagine how they feel. An empath actually does physically feel it or emotionally feel it. Um, and I'm both an emotional and physical empath, so I actually feel other people's illnesses, pain. Um, and so you do easily forget what's you and what's somebody else and what are other people's thoughts and what are your thoughts so if you if you are an empath it's it's doubly important to spend long periods of time on your own to get back to yourself and you're also i would say that you're more of an introvert than an extrovert yeah i guess i'm a, 
I'm kind of an extroverted introvert. Because <laughs> I, um, I, I, I think I have a bit of a show-off at heart. Oh, we all are, I think. <laughs> when I have the courage. Um, yeah. I love, I'm a belly dancer and I love to perform. I like, you know, but, but when I'm dancing, I'm kind of not me. It's like an, yeah. it's an escape. An alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I guess I'm an introvert. So how important to you is it um, for you, how, how important have you understood it is to share your story and your journey to encourage more women? Because as we um, change the world and we step in and we the feminine energy isn't necessarily around the fancy soft clothes that we wear or, or things like that. It's more about encompassing that feminine energy and breaking the bonds of the... Um, the hurt in the feminine that we've had for lifetimes, which starts which from, from us goes to our mother, to our grandmother, it goes generations and all the lifetimes that we've had, how important is it to you to actually step in and really embrace that divine feminine energy that can absolutely change the world and change not only the planet but change any future incarnations should you choose to come back? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so important and as I, as I said before last year was such a big year for me because it was then that I realized how important it is to actually share your story because um, I heard so many other women's stories that had such an effect on me and and stories that I connected to hearing people say something um, about their past and I could go oh, they went through that too and look where they've come. You know, I, if they can do it, I can do it. And so, yeah, it's very important. It, it's important because it it supports other women. Hmm. It, um, it feeds positive energy. But also in telling the story, it clears, it clears um, energy from the past as well. It does, and I think that's what people don't realise. It's, it's very cathartic to actually share your story, write your story, put it out there and just go, it's done. Yes. And it's just like, oh, that's finally out. Yes, I don't have to hang on to that shit anymore. Well, I have decided that I will be writing my book this year. <laughs> awesome. Because I was told that I, it would be written before my 57th birthday and I turning 57 in a few months so I've got to do it quickly Emma's trying to get me to write my book as well she's a, she's said to me I should I should write a book and share my story but I've got so many other things that I want to um, work on at the moment it's just like mm, no not just at the moment not, I'm not frightened to do it but it's just not the right time for me well, to do it I'm just thinking that maybe all these things that are being cancelled is a good thing because I've got time. We have time. Well, um, where can the viewers um, find you? Where can they connect with you? Where, where can they buy your art? And if you, um, I will send on this link, I'll put it, put it above where they can find you, your website and that, because you do amazing art and you have do you have people that can come to your art studio and buy or is it all done online no 
uh, I don't put everything online. So if people are in the Bundaberg area, they can, um, um, I'm open uh, by appointment. So all the details are, are on my website, which is jarnamanart.com. Um, and Jarnaman means the soul of me, for those, that <laughs> for those that like to know, because I get asked a lot because people think it's a uh, contraction of my name. But it's, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it means the soul of me. Hmm. Awesome. And you do a lot of expos? Yes. So I know, I know a lot of them have been probably shut down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you do, you do a lot on this. I know you do a lot on the Sunshine Coast. Um, that's where our palms have crossed and, you know, and Gympie and that. And yeah. you've got a Facebook page? Yes, Facebook page and an Instagram page. And they're all Jana Menard. Yeah. So well, and do you do, um, you, do you do commission work for people? Yes, I do. So can you just explain a little bit if someone wanted a commission piece off you, what that would be for them? Okay, so I guess I call them soul essence portraits. So um, basically it, it's a portrait and, and it brings through, sometimes it'll bring through past life essence um information sometimes comes through not always but if it does then i will include that um so soul essence colors symbols anything that comes through and it's so it's basically a portrait of themselves or of themselves so do you need a picture for that or yes yeah yeah cool and how long does it take to do one of them Ooh, <laughs> that's a good question. A rough, a rough not, you know, between. <laughs> put, a longer, put a longer time frame on it. Yeah, uh, one, one to four weeks. Depends okay. on, on the complexity of energies and information that come through. Yeah. And I have a, I have a um, well, I have a tribe that's global. So do you post all over the world? Yes, I do. Yes, so my soul just... essence paintings. I um, the the standard size is an A three size on on um, three hundred GSM paper, so heavy paper. So I can post oh. them. Awesome! I'd like to thank you so much for chatting tonight. I've learned so much about you. <laughs> I'll like, oh, put that in my little yes. my little diary <laughs> to remember. Um, you've 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 bag of um, a bag of mixed talent. Of many talents, many a Mary Poppins bag of that just kept coming out. Yeah, I've done this, I've done that. It's it's like <laughs> amazing. But what more importantly, so humble, Jane, and just so um so gracious in all the things that you do. And and that's what I like. That that's what I love about you is that you're um you have this deep desire to to help others. Um, and if anything, you're probably a little bit um reserved on how good your art is thank you <laughs> and um yeah I, I know that there's no that there's just no 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 ego in in the work that you do and um i think your art's amazing and what you bring forth and i look forward to when we um eventually get our our, our shit together i'm going to say shit together and bring out our light language cards and which um, we will channel the language and and see what you can do and how you can bring them to life for us to help other people and uh, if there's anybody else, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but if anybody else wants anything like that, they can contact you as well. Yeah. 
Yes, I'm happy to do that. Because those that know Sandra know that I just don't choose anybody. I'm well known <laughs> for that. If, 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 I, if I choose somebody to do some work for me, it's because um, we've been guided to do that. And um, I was wondering the other week, your, your, your name had been crossing my path. For, it had been flicking in and out of my awareness probably for 12 months. And I know we haven't actually seen one another for a while at any because I didn't do any expos last year. And it was just like, oh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, all right, no, no, yep, and because we weren't ready to take that that step into where we wanted to go. And I'm like, okay, all right, why do I have, why does she keep popping in? And then it was just like, oh, now I know. When Rebecca stepped up, she said, I want to do some cards for your new program. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know who's going to be helping us on that. <laughs> That's exciting. So the universe always, always sends you the right person to um, to do it because I know that um, your journey through the divine feminine energy matches our journey through the divine feminine energy, which will then help others through that divine feminine energy as well. It's going to be exciting. Yes, I'm looking forward to them. I've sort of seen some of the codes we've been playing with. I did I, I did something today and Rebecca said, I'm doing them. I went, Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll just I'll just teach the program. I'll just be the front of the program. You do the artwork, that's fine. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on our show. Um, thank you viewers for watching. And um, I look forward to talking to you all next week. We will have the amazing Kate Sengler. I, I, I hope I pronounced her last name properly, who's from the Hope Charity, and Kate will be discussing her journey through um, having a gambling addiction which nearly cost her her life and how she is now giving hope to other people. So thank you all for joining us. We will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,